0: Hey, welcome back to the Passion Connected Podcast. I am so glad you are here. This week we are going to be talking a little bit about some of the resources that have been really vital to my relationship with Kyla. And I. A lot of it starts with myself and, and growing myself and making myself better and more, um, just a more holistic being and more appropriate for the relationship and good for myself and my family and my husband. And then it just flows into this beautiful, intricate web where my relationship with him, myself, our sex life, our family, all of these things, they just flow back and forth into each other, creating just this positive energy back and forth as we continue to grow and grow and grow and get better and better and better in life. And so I am a really big proponent of investing and taking time to really make yourself a better person in whatever area of life that is that you're wanting to better yourself. And so I myself listen to podcasts. I listen to a lot of audiobooks and read books. I take a ton of different courses um, from people that I really admire and respect. So I'm going to be sharing some of those for you today. I'm going to be sharing three different books that I have either listened to the audiobooks books um, and or read and or both that have in a lot of ways, actually saved Kyla and I's relationship because a lot of the things that I have learned from these books um, have either been things that were incredibly necessary in keeping us a healthy, healthy couple moving forward and or they were used during a time where I really desperately needed them. And these were on top of scripture. And I just want to advocate that if you haven't tried to read your Bible or you don't do it regularly and or it's just not Something that feels life giving to you. There are a ton of resources that can really help it be a a the life giving book and and words to you that it was meant to be from your creator. So, um, I myself listen to the Bible Recap Project, uh, which I will link to that podcast below, and it can just help you keep up with a reading schedule. And that scripture has been so influential in Kyle and I's life. He actually. Um, I used to be a lot more focused on my prayer life and that was that was grounding to me and it still really is and my relationship with God is very dependent on my prayer life. But it was really Caleb who who influenced me to keep scripture as a daily habit and it has been been huge. And I can't say that I've kept it as a daily habit for all of the years of our relationship, but it has been been the thing that I have been able to fall back on when I feel like God and I are just not connecting. And I and I don't know where he's going with things. I don't know where my relationship with Caleb is going. Um, and or there's craziness happening in our family or in our jobs or whatever it is. And scripture has been just that solid landing place for me. So I really just would advocate that that is the first place to start. On top of those things, these books, um, man, so much wisdom in them. So, so good. And they all come from a place of being faith based or Christian based. I will be linking in the show notes to all of these different books um and both like for the audiobooks I listen to audiobooks on like time and a half and like blow through them and it's so so good and so healthy and kind of my getaway time during the day um but then also slowing down and just reading or having a physical copy or like a Kindle copy is really really good um and I'll kind of tell you which I preferred for each of these different these different books so here we go to start I am going to tell you guys about the book that I really do feel like saved our marriage. Um and it's not because of what was necessarily in the book, but what the book led to me doing and and it was so so good. So I mentioned earlier how I feel like prayer is a strong suit in my faith and it's where I feel like I really connect with the Lord. And the first book that was given to me when I was it was at a bridal shower, it was given to me by my aunt and she actually had it signed. I didn't even know who this author was at the time, but I'm so so glad that I was given this book, it's it's amazing. It is called The Power of a Praying Wife by Stormy O'Martian. And she also has um, Power of a Praying Husband. And it's kind of like a companion book and we have both. I feel like I have dived a little bit more into mine and really had an appreciation um, just for her perspective on the Power of a Praying Wife. I haven't really gone into Power of a Praying Husband as much. Caleb has, he said he liked it. But I picked up this book, I can't even, it was a couple years into our marriage when we were going through a really, really, really tough time and I hadn't used it up to that point and it was sitting on the shelf and I looked at it and was like, okay, it's, it's now or never, like we might not make it. (laughs) There were, there was questions in the air of whether or not this relationship needed to continue, um. There were a lot of struggles there were a lot of there was a lot of fighting, and I felt like I had no idea what to do anymore. I was at a complete loss and so I picked up Power of a Praying Wife and I started praying and in each of the different chapters, it starts off a little bit about it's got kind of i wouldn't say like a devotional but like a a page or two of just talking about what it looks like to pray for that aspect of his life. Um, and then at the end, it has a prayer that you can pray over him. And then it's got what is called power tools. And it's just different scriptures that relate to that. And it was so healthy, so healthy. In each of these books um, that I'm going to list off, probably the most life-changing aspect of all of them was the fact that I was taking a look at myself more than I was taking a look at my husband or my relationship. I was having to work on myself and really learn what it meant to have boundaries in, in the fact that there was only so much that I myself could do for this relationship. There was only so much. And I had to, I had to see where, where I had gone wrong in it. And I had to have a healthy perspective of of Caleb that I don't I can't control him and I'm not meant to control him and there were a lot of things that were happening that were not my fault and there were things that were my fault and learning to take ownership over what was and and let go of what wasn't and the power of a praying wife gave me it honestly kind of put me in my place actually (laughs) in a really really healthy way um, because I prayed for different areas of his life and I'll just kind of go through the contents real fast, just not all of them. Cause there's a lot more than I, than I'm going to list here, but things like praying for his choices, his fears, his sexuality, his work, his past, his marriage, his emotions, his self image. And there, those are just a few Sampling of the of the chapters that are in this book, but I prayed for him, and then I was so much more gracious with him, and I let go of the things that I I couldn't do, and I let God and I and I typically hate that phrase "let go, let God" because I don't view it that way. I view it more as a working partnership with the Lord, but. In a lot of ways, in different areas, I was able to take a step back and say, I can't fix this. I can't change this, but I can pray about it. And when I started actually dedicating more very specified prayer time for him, like setting aside that time and doing it instead of just like flippant prayers, like God, please help us or God, I don't know what to do. Which those are good too, but but actually taking time to really get specific on who is Caleb and what do I actually need to pray for for him, and and taking time out of my day to to love him that way in secret. Wow, it was it was pivotal. Honestly, our relationship started getting so much better because of the boundaries and the space and the love that I was able to give him simply for, through reading this book. So that's book number one. I feel like every single wife needs it. <laughs> I really, really mean that. Um, if she wants to have a healthy perspective of herself and of her husband. And and as a, another just small side note before I move on to the next book, I feel like this book really gave me a beautiful picture of men. Um, I think that culture does not give space for men to be human beings, really. And I don't think that I was raised with a perspective of men being emotional and or having like weak points in their life. And to pray for different aspects of my husband's life that I felt like, like he was weak and, and I didn't understand that area of his weakness was so healthy for me to see him as a God created, beautiful human being Who is just as deep and complex as I am, and and to give respect to to those different areas, I think that um, I don't know men really need need to be respected as complex wonderful human beings. And this book helped, helped to do that for me and help, help put him in a different light. So I really, really recommend it. Okay. So that's number one. Like I said, all this is going to be in the show notes. Okay. Book number two. Um, I read this in recent years. It was a book that was assigned to me, um, in one of my classes for my master's program. It's called emotionally. Oh, I forgot to mention, um, power of a praying wife is by stormy O'Martian. I don't, I don't know if I said that, but If I did, there you go. There it is again. So, all right. Book number two, Emotionally Healthy Spiritually. um, And the subtitle is It's Impossible to be Spiritually Mature While Remaining Emotionally Immature. And it's by Peter Scazzaro. And um, I both read this book and listened to it on audiobook. um, And I recommend both copies or having like a physical and or listening to it um, through audiobook. I think that it... It is slow enough that you can still catch everything through audio and process it and really really think about it. Um, but it's also like handy to have a have a physical copy. So basically, this book is to help you work through, I mean, kind of what it said, um, being emotionally mature, emotionally healthy which will lead into being spiritually healthy. What I really appreciate about this book that I feel like the title doesn't necessarily say is it really gives a picture of you as a whole person in your faith and where you're at in these different areas. So it talks about, it gives like a picture of the different stages of faith. Um, I'll see if I can... Find it real fast. So, stage one, the life changing awareness of God. Stage two, discipleship. Stage three, the active life or the serving life. Stage four, the journey inward. Stage five, the journey outward. Stage six, trans- uh, transformed into love. And um, then there's a section in there about like hitting a, a spiritual wall. But this book, oh my word, I mean, it, it's so God blessed, I can't even like it basically perfectly explains to me and, and everyone in my class agreed and was just kind of in awe with reading it and seeing they could tell where they were at in their walk with the Lord and they could tell where they were at in different pain points and they could see where they were being inauthentic and they could see where they were, you know, lying to themselves or struggling with things where that they couldn't get past. Um, and, and just different hard points in their life, and what it meant to move forward and be a more emotionally mature person in order to be a more healthy spiritual person. And it was to each and every one of us just mind-blowing. Um, and the reason that I am putting this in the mix of the books that were really changing for my relationship is because, once again, <laughs> when My, my relationship is healthier when I take a step back and I look at myself. I think sometimes we get, and, and it depends on which perspective you want to look at it because, um, there's also, you know, family counseling and I'm, I love family counseling, but I definitely come from an individualistic perspective that says sometimes I feel like we're too in it. We're too in the, in the relationship or in the family or in whatever is happening in the moment we're looking at, well, you did this and I did this and here's this and here's that and here's the problem and it's this outside influence or this inside thing blowing up or whatever it is and all I'm looking at is right then and there in that relationship and I know with Kyla and I when we have had problems or we have had struggles, it has been um, really difficult to pull back. And for both of us to fully self-analyze and take ownership of ourself, Um, whether I mean, there's always these little moments of us, you know, wanting to have it be the other person or, you know, blame it on whatever's going on. And we might take ownership over ourselves in some small way, like, yeah, I contributed to this problem. But it's not until we've taken a full, full step back and looked at ourselves and not looked at the other person at all. When I went through Emotionally Healthy Spiritually, I could see different, like if I wanted to, I could have looked at different points and said like, yeah, Kyla might have been here in his relationship with the Lord at this point, or he might have been emotionally immature here or mature there. But I continually stopped myself and I didn't even go there because it wasn't about him. It was about me. And I have been a healthier person in our relationship, which has made our sex life better, which has made our relationship better, which has made so many things better. When I realized where I myself was emotionally immature, where I myself needed to grow. And then other points where I was able to say, oh my goodness, I am so happy that I'm here. Right here, like I'm so proud of myself for being mature in this area or for being um, able to have this perspective that I didn't have before because I've been growing and because I've been learning. And it was just another moment where I stepped back and I looked at myself instead of looking at the problems or looking at my husband or looking at the craziness of the world. And I I went inward. And I think that this is huge um, to just self analyze and be authentic with yourself and really take time to to listen to yourself and see where you're at and really be honest. Really be honest. I think if most of us were honest with ourselves fully with things that we don't even want to look at, we probably um, would all be in quite a few tears (laughs) and or Uh, begging the Lord for forgiveness and or asking for help. Um, But it is reasonable. And I told this to a friend the other day, you know, we're not meant to go through all of the deep, hard stuff and work through it all at once, all at the same time, because we couldn't handle it. We couldn't handle it if we saw ourselves fully in the mess that we are. And in order to keep moving through life, we have to have some sort of distance from that. We have to like have a perspective and, and that's okay. And that's okay. But sometimes we do, we have to dig into the mess. And when we do that, when we deal with ourselves first, everything else is going to follow after that. And so if you are having a really difficult time in your relationship Um, I just really would encourage you to take a step back and look at yourself, even if it feels like they're the problem. They're what's going wrong. They cheated on me. They have an addiction problem. They don't love me. They don't focus on me. He doesn't believe in the Lord and I do or whatever it is, or he doesn't care for our family like I care for our family. That is hard. Hard. And not fair, but, and I hate putting this but here, but things will change for the better when you take a step back from it and look at your own self and your own areas that you need to grow in, whether it relates to what he has struggles in or not. What is it that you can grow in and you can get better in? What is it? And take that time to invest in that. And I feel like this book, Emotionally Healthy, Spiritually, um, kind of helps give you an overview of yourself and your life and and to say, this is where I really am. And so if you, if you want to take steps forward, this is a really good one to just kind of get you jump started. So, all right. Lastly, this is another one that I had both audio and physical copy. It is the listening life, and the subtitle is "Embracing attentiveness in a world of distraction" by Adam McHugh. Okay, this one (laughs) is so amazing. If I could have, if there's one book in the world other than the Bible that I could have every single person read, it would be this book. Um, And I'm I'm completely serious. This would be it. This book was a kick in the pants for me. It was, um, and I, it really was, this is another one that was assigned in my, uh, one of my classes for, I think it was, um, counseling skills and every single person said the same thing. It was a kick in the pants because it actually teaches you how to listen. And it, I mean, obviously for the counselor, like listening is one of the most imperative skills, but you would be amazed how much goes into listening. And how easily you can be wrong in your listening, and how you can be selfish in your listening, and how you can be unloving in your listening. And I'm gonna probably read this book every year for the rest of my life because I need it desperately. And it was really funny because in class, like every single person, like I said, they felt like it was a kick in the pants, and they all were like, okay, I've got a lot of work to do. Um, But it was all in different areas. Each one of us had different areas of their life that were reflected in the way that they listen to people and or don't listen to people um, that really showed who they were as a person and showed their weak points and showed um, what they really needed to work on. And oh my goodness, it just, it was amazing. And I have grown, I think, personally, 10 times in my capacity for being able to love people with the kind of love that I want to give them. And I think I've always had that, like, deep down of, like, I I really care for them, but not really putting it out there in the way that I needed to put it out there and learning what it meant to be a listening person and someone who loves and someone who cares. And... This book has changed Kyle and I's relationship. So a little backstory to why it has changed our relationship so much. I have to give kind of a, a picture of Kyle and I. So I wrote, I put this in a Facebook post, one of those hilarious ones that you look back at and you're like, why did you post that? Um, when him and I were first dating. And it was really funny because we would write papers and I would really struggle to get to the word count because I'm really concise. And even here with most of my podcast episodes, I can't, I can't go the length that most people go because it's not, I don't, I just don't like doing that. (laughs) I like being concise. I'm introverted and I like saying it was a pretty flower. And then going from there, or it was a beautiful flower and going from there. And I can get the point across that way. Caleb could take that one sentence of it was, or it is a beautiful flower or whatever, and turn it into a novel. He gets his word count in before we've even had our coffee in the morning. It's impressive. And I love him for it. And even what was it? I think last night he (laughs) sent me a text and he said, I like to be compl- I like to be complicated and make things complicated because to me it feels valuable when it's complex. And I was like I disagree. <laughs> I am on the other side of this. And so it has been really hard for me to listen to him properly when I'm not sure which of his words are most important. And it has been something that I have had to practice with him, but I learned that I myself was the one with the issue. And like, yes, Kylob talks a whole lot more than I do, but what was my listening? Was my listening with the intent for him to finish? Was my listening just ignoring? Was my listening actually loving him and what he was saying and doing and And moving forward in the conversation from there was my listening because I was there in love with him available Christ like or was I going through the motions of being another person who had a conversation with him and then it's just you know it's just a normal whatever everyday conversation when I started learning to actually listen, he, I didn't tell him about it. I didn't tell him about the book until after I started practicing it. And he specifically said to me, wow, I feel like you really care. Like, I feel like you you, it really matters. And to me, I felt like he always mattered. It was never that I didn't love him. It was that I was not expressing that love properly I would interrupt or I would try to say what I thought that he was saying, or I would do, I mean, a whole host of different things that to me, even some of the things that I thought were really, really good conversational practices um, had to be flipped around and changed up because they weren't. And he pointed out the fact that he felt really loved. He felt like we were really, really close. And I was like, okay, like I have some changes to make. And it was so, so good. So good for our relationship. And we were able to talk about what it was like to have a conversation and, and moving forward, how we could more effectively listen and talk to each other and make what we said matter, listen and talk to each other and actually hear what the other person who the who the other person was not just what they were saying but seeing them taking time to actually see them and I think that we like the subtitle says like we live in a world of distraction and in our relationships very specifically it's like we're distracted and we've got a lot going on but if you foster a healthy self and let that foster a healthy relationship it is going to foster intimacy unlike anything you've had before both just intimacy in your emotional relationship and your mental relationship but also intimacy in your physical relationship so i would really encourage you that these books are really really powerful if you take the time to go through them um, with the listening life I would recommend it um, I mean I listened to the audiobook too but I really had to slow down with that one and spend a lot of time journaling and working through it but if you especially if you get all three of these together and go through all of them I mean that is a power packed house of amazing change and resources for your relationship that could just It could be the turning point. It really could. Some of these were the turning points for really, really difficult things in Kyla I's life. I did want to mention that I have some of these books on audiobook with Audible. And if you don't have that already, I actually have a monthly subscription that I love because it just keeps me rolling with really amazing books. Um, And I just keep my my book wish list going until I have my next credit. Um, But if you haven't tried it, if you go in to Audible and try it for 30 days and you can cancel um, if you don't like it or you don't want to use it. But with a 30 day trial subscription, you get a free audiobook that you get to keep for however long you want. So you could pick out one of these three books and keep it. It is yours. It'll be in that library for you to listen for as long as you shall live. And um, so it is a great resource if that is something that you haven't tried out already. I will have the link for that in the show notes as well. That is all I have for you this week. I would love to have you reach out to me on Instagram. If you have read these or intend to read these books and just message me, let me know how excited you are. We can make a reading plan together or something like that would be so fun. I would love to hear from you guys about them and I will see you guys here next week.